Thank you for listening to the Trash Talk Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can find us on SoundCloud, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at T-R-S-H-T-L-K-Pod. That's at T-R-S-H-T-L-K-Pod. Now, to the podcast. Zeke Elliott is expected to play on Sunday. The judge has reserved ruling until Friday on the motion for a temporary restraining order at this point in time. And so Elliott is going to be eligible to play in week one. Now, the question is, they want to go to court. And his attorneys released a statement a short time ago that basically said they look forward to challenging this conspiracy. That was the word they used, conspiracy in federal court. And so this is a battle that's going to continue to wage on. As far as I'm concerned, uh, he doesn't need to even take this any further. He needs to sit his behind down, go home, and lick his wounds. He put himself in this situation. It is what it is. I'm going to remind everybody in America and beyond uh, what I said yesterday. Um, If it were up to me, whether it was upheld for six games or reduced to four games, this man would be suspended for stupidity. Finding yourself in this situation, putting yourself in a situation where over the course of three days, July 17th, 19th, and 21 of 2016, you had five separate incidences allegedly involving domestic violence with this particular woman. You know, if it was one time and you're denying it, it's he said, she said. But as far as I'm concerned, after that, the other four times are all on you because you should have made sure that you weren't in that situation. Mediocre team and Big D. <laughs> That's what makes this funny. What's good, podcast family, and welcome into this special edition of the Trash Talk Podcast. This is a, an emergency podcast regarding Ezekiel Elliott's six-game suspension that was upheld yesterday by Harold Henderson of the NFL, and we're just going to dive right into this. The NFL came out and said, I quote, we're of the view that there is substantial and persuasive evidence supporting a finding that Elliott engaged in physical violence against Miss Thompson, who Tiffany Thompson, who's the girlfriend of Elliot, or used to be the girlfriend of Elliot, that there was physical violence against Miss Thompson on multiple occasions. And now Henderson's decision to uphold this penalty comes after NFL investigators revealed that Elliot's accuser had discussed leveraging sex videos featuring her and Elliot for money from the player. So there's already prior knowledge that she was trying to blackmail Ezekiel Elliott. So that's already a little bit, we can already 
kind of have a sense that we can discredit whatever Thompson's saying. She was talking about possibly blackmailing Elliot and leveraging sex videos featuring her and Elliot for money from the player. Now, if you remember, Harold Henderson is supposedly an individual arbitrator separate of NFL interests. But the NFLPA will argue that Henderson, since he was a longtime NFL executive and current legal consultant, cannot by definition be a neutral arbitrator in this case. Now, Henderson also was the one who reduced Greg Hardy's suspension from 10 games to four, which was widely criticized. And really, Hardy should have required a severe suspension. If you remember, he um, repeatedly beat his girlfriend and threw his girlfriend onto a bed of guns. Now, this Ezekiel Elliott lawsuit accuses NFL special counsel Lisa Friel of withholding from Goodell the word of co-lead investigator Kia Roberts, who the lawsuit says concluded that the accuser wasn't credible and that discipline wasn't warranted. So let me get this straight. Goodell, who hired Kia Roberts to interview Miss Tiffany Thompson and to find out if her testimony was reliable, didn't even consult Kia Roberts after she interviewed Ezekiel Elliott. Not only that, but Kia Roberts, since she was the only one to interview Ezekiel Elliott, she concluded that Ms. Thompson's testimony had credibility concerns and that the and that there was insufficient corroborating evidence to proceed with discipline. The only person to interview Ezekiel Elliott said that Tiffany Thompson's testimony wasn't reliable and should not warrant discipline. Now, I know some of you guys are going to say, well, what makes Kia Roberts qualified to come to these decisions and this inevitable result? Kia Roberts went to undergrad at Duke University. Okay, check. Duke University is a prestigious university. Then for graduate school, she went to Vanderbilt University, widely regarded as the Harvard of the South, if you will. And she graduated from law school from Vanderbilt University. Okay, that's, that's another check. She's credible so far. And then after college, after graduate school, she was the assistant district attorney in Brooklyn. Now, some of you may not know, my dad grew up in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a tough city, all right? There is, it's crime-ridden, okay? She, while there, she handled hundreds and hundreds of investigations that range from homicides, attempted murders, and oh yeah, domestic violence and sexual assault cases, which obviously this Ezekiel Elliott case is all about. And now again, Miss Roberts is the only person that interviewed Ezekiel Elliott. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, Tiffany Thompson. And she came to the conclusion that Miss Thompson's testimony wasn't reliable and that Ezekiel Elliott should not be suspended. 
Now, NFL spokesman Joe Lockhart said that Goodell was aware of the views of everyone on the team and that Roberts, according to Elliott's lawsuit, believed Tiffany Thompson was not credible and that Elliott should not be suspended. Miss Roberts testified herself that she was the only person to interview Mr. Elliott's accuser and all other witnesses in the investigation. She testified that she had credibility concerns about the accuser and that her view was that there was insufficient corroborating evidence to proceed with discipline. Miss Roberts testified that she was not invited to communicate her views directly to Commissioner Goodell or to the four advisors for whom he sought guidance regarding this issue. Now, listen very carefully to that last sentence. Miss Roberts testified that she was not invited. Now, invited is a particularly interesting use of words there. Invited means that there was deliberate, or at least to me, invited means that there was deliberate action to keep Miss Roberts out of the meeting where Goodell and the lead investigator, Lisa Friel, the special counsel, Lisa Friel, and other, um, you know, agents that work for the NFL, Key Roberts was cognizantly and deliberately removed from that meeting where they discussed the eventual suspension of Ezekiel Elliott. Now, that does not make much sense to me. I don't know about you. Because Lisa Friel, I never interviewed Tiffany Thompson. Lisa Friel wasn't the one who looked Tiffany Thompson in the face and decided if Miss Thompson's testimony was reliable. She couldn't read the body language of Miss Thompson when they were when she was being interviewed. So how the hell the nerve of Roger Goodell to even well, let's just actually let's take a step back for a second. Kia Roberts, Miss Kia Roberts, wherever you may be right now. Hopefully, you're listening to this podcast. I doubt it. Uh, Miss Roberts, you got played by Roger Goodell in the NFL. You were a pawn in their grand conspiracy theory to railroad Ezekiel Elliott. They used you. They never even asked for your actual opinion after hiring you to do the exact job they wanted you to do. It's basically for students, the teacher's going to ask you to gonna grade your homework, but you don't even turn in the homework. They never asked Kia Roberts. They never invited her to the meeting. They deliberately excluded her from the meeting and decided on the requisite punishment to hand down to Ezekiel, which was six games. And what this tells me is this is just a grave and gross overcompensation for the NFL's trials and tribulations that have gone over the past years with incidents like Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson, and Greg Hardy. Now, NFL executives discussed the case with Ms. Friel and also testified that Ms. Roberts was not invited to a meeting with the four advisors who were engaged by the NFL 
to consult with the commissioner on this matter. Again, this is another NFL executive coming forward and saying the only person to interview Ezekiel Elliott wasn't even invited to the meeting with the commissioner. And now, why isn't the commissioner meeting with Ms. Tiffany Thompson? We already know that she tried to blackmail Ezekiel Elliott prior to this incident by leveraging sex videos over him. So we know her testimony might be a little shaky, but Roger Goodell, it's your duty to look into these matters and not delegate to lower entities. Then you should be to delegate down to different people and not do your freaking job. Last year, or in the 2014-15 season, Goodell made $34.1 million, which was a pay cut for him. Because in the year um, 2012 to 2013, Goodell made $44.2 million. $44.2 million. And may I remind you, he's delegating, and he's not even playing in the games. He is not making decisions for himself, for himself, and he's not a player. In my view, I don't know what he's doing to earn this money. And you should be skeptical of this too. Overall, in the seven seasons that Roger Goodell has been the uh, commissioner of the NFL, he's made $174 million in seven seasons. Far more than any player made during that span. I don't know, man. The NFL, we should all be losing trust, if not have already lost all our trust in the NFL and proceeding with matters like this. There is way too much ambiguity when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott's case that he shouldn't have to serve a six-game suspension. Yes, we can accuse Elliot because he hasn't come, in fo- come forward and stated his um, innocence. Yes, there was a St. Patrick's Day incident where he pulled down a woman's bra and there have been multiple bar fights. So yes, Ezekiel Elliott has been incredibly stupid in the actions that he's done. But there is no definitive proof that he accused or he beat his girlfriend and Ezekiel Elliott hasn't done anything to help his cause throughout these matters so yes it is on Ezekiel Elliott also but if that's true then don't go after him for the most severe of these accusations suspend him two two games two three games for the bar fights and pulling down the woman's bra But don't attack the most severe accusation that he beat his girlfriend. Because we know domestic violence is a very sensitive topic nowadays, especially for the NFL, who's had multiple players engage in such behaviors. This is one of the few conspiracy theories that are out there that I actually believe. And it looks like the NFLPA, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jerry Jones are not going to go down without a fight. As they should. They should petition this because 
if what they're saying about Ezekiel Elliott isn't true, this is a huge stain on Ezekiel Elliott's name. The further they push this down the road and the further they battle this, the longer that tag of of domestic violence and of a woman beater is attached to Ezekiel Elliott's name. Now, since the decision didn't come before 6 p.m. Eastern Time yesterday, Ezekiel Elliott is able to play the first game of the season, which is at home against the Giants. And I think they'll probably win that game. But then, assuming that they don't um, take this to federal court, which, I mean, I think they will, let's just assume that Ezekiel Elliott then will be suspended for the next six games, okay? Most likely, it looks like Ezekiel Elliott is going to play this whole season because they're just going to push this down the road. They're just going to kick the can down the road, and they're going to sue the NFL in federal court, which would mean that there's no way that this case would get resolved by the time the regular season um, ends. So Ezekiel Elliott, therefore, would be able to play the, the whole season. But let's just do this for fun. Let's just do this as an exercise. Let's say Ezekiel Elliott is then suspended for the next six weeks after the opening week. So let's go through their schedule then. So I think they'll, they'll win against the Giants because Ezekiel Elliott will be playing that game week one. So now let's go to week two, the first week that Ezekiel Elliott would be out. They're at the Broncos. All right. The Broncos, they have a great line, although the Cowboys are the best offensive line in football. Broncos don't have much of a passing game. Let's say, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll give the Cowboys that game. I'll be nice to them. I'll give the Cowboys the Broncos. That's one win. Next week, they go to Arizona. Arizona, I think, is prime for a bounce back. They have talent everywhere on that football team. They have Tyron Matthew coming back from injury. They have Patrick Peterson, who's been a model of consistency throughout his career. He's a perennial all-pro cornerback. I think that team's loaded. They have David Johnson, who would be an MVP candidate if last year if the team was better. But that's at Arizona. I, Cowboys don't win that game. One and one. Conservatively, they're one and one. I gave them the Denver game, even though I can easily see them losing that game. They could easily be 0 2 here, but let's just go one and one. Then they are at home against the Rams. They'll win that game, two and one. At home against the Packers, lose that game, two and two. Then they have a bye week. And then they play the 49ers at San Francisco. I'll give them that game, three and two. Um, then they're at Washington. At Washington, I don't think they win that game. I don't think they win that game. So that puts them to 3-3. Three and three. Kirk Cousins can go off any game. He usually has great games against the Cowboys. And without that running threat for Dak Prescott, I just don't know how he's going to fare with matching the scoring output from Washington. Kirk Cousins actually throws the ball down the field, unlike Dak Prescott. So... There, I think they that's three and three. Conservatively, I'm giving them three and three. Easily could be two and four. 
Um, yeah, it gets interesting. They'll have about a 500 record going into the last stretch of games where then Ezekiel Elliott can come back. And their remaining schedule is at the Chiefs. That's a loss. Or home against the Chiefs. That's a loss. At Atlanta. That's probably going to be a loss too. Home against Philly. I'll give them that. Home against LA. I'll give them that too. And then the Redskins, Giants, Raiders, and Seahawks. I mean, I I don't think the Cowboys are going to be a playoff team. If Ezekiel Elliott misses those six games, they have a tough schedule. They have a first-place schedule. For those of you that don't know how the schedule in the NFL works, if you finish first in your division, then you play each other each division in your conference that finished in the same position as you did. So the Cowboys are playing a first first place schedule. They'll play all the best teams from last year in the NFC. And by the looks of it, I, I'm saying right now, if Ezekiel Elliott actually sits out those six games and doesn't pursue the federal this case in federal court, Cowboys ain't making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Hold me to that. That's my prediction. Let's just quickly dive into how I think Darren McFadden's going to do. Um, so the most important part of this equation is the Cowboys still have their same offensive line. They still have a great offensive line. They still have Tyron Smith, who is one of the best left tackles in the game. They have Jonathan Cooper at left guard. Travis Frederick at center. Zach Martin at right guard, and L. Collins at right tackle. Those are three pro bowlers. So their offensive line's going to be fine. Darren McFadden is a more than capable back to carry the load in Zeke's absence. He The only questions surrounding Darren McFadden are going to be if he can stay healthy. He's had problems staying healthy. Throughout his career, let's go through his rookie year, 13 games played. Next year, 12 games, 13 games, 7 games, 12 games, 10 games, 16 games with Oakland in 2014, and 16 games with Dallas in 2015. Now let's focus on that 2015 year with Dallas because they had roughly the same offensive line they do now. He played every single game, and he rushed for 1,100 yards. That's 4.6 yards of carry that'll do it that's more than enough I think Dak Prescott can be successful and let's see him actually try to throw the ball down the field but with that production from the running back position they'll be able to get by but where it drops off is Darren McFadden only had 328 yards receiving Zeke's a much more capable back receiving than Darren McFadden is, and he's a much better blocker than Darren McFadden is, and that's, let's say, Darren McFadden is healthy for all those games, which is a major concern, too. So I don't know how the Cowboys are going to do without Zeke Elliott in those six games. I don't think they make the playoffs. All right, that this is the emergency podcast edition of the Trash Talk podcast. Um, I'm going to cut this one off now. I don't really want to go too long. Um, This week should be interesting. Football's back. And couldn't be more excited. Uh, The next podcast will drop next next week. 
after week one has concluded, probably record on Tuesday, and it will come out on Wednesday. Until then, take it easy, relax, football's back, all is good. Peace. Remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances Vanessa nigga with some counterfeits But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant lives in fact I'm